This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, a tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley and I'm joined yet again by my co-host for this week's tennis podcast, Mr. Sean Calvert. Not in the sunnier climes as me, I'm over in Rome. It's my mother and father's 50th wedding anniversary, so I've taken away for Rome for the weekend. But as it stopped me, I'm back here after what has been an unbelievable US Open in our last podcast for the man I'm just about to speak to, Mr. Sean Calvert. Mate, you were fantastic at the US Open. Uh, you. you set the bar very, very high, uh, but yeah. we've come down to earth with a bang this week with a two eighty p two fifty event. Yeah, I've had a bit. I've had a. I've had a week off. I was. I was a bit tired after the US, to be honest. Um, a bit lucky that there wasn't that much tennis last week. There was Davis Cup, but um, you know that's Davis Cup's not what it was. It's. It's. You know, it's, it's cachet has been reduced considerably since the old days, the glory days of the Davis Cup. So. Yeah, I've had a bit of a week off, just slightly, just a little bit of a rest. Now I'm trying to obviously get back into it, get myself up for these 250s this week, which is the obviously the bread and butter for, for us, isn't it, on the tennis? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a fantastic end of the US Open. I mean, from the from the sort of quarterfinals onwards, every single prediction you gave won. Yeah. Uh, my pre-tournament <laughs> favourite, Alcaraz, won at 6-1, to one, which was added to the 80-1, to 66-1, to one, and the list of tournament winners that we've had. I told you not podcast. to hedge, didn't I? I said don't hedge. I, well, I didn't. To be, be perfectly and be perfectly honest with, you, that's why I'm in Rome. If I hedged, I would have been in um, in Blackpool. So <laughs> it's uh, it, it's a very very different setup, I must admit. But I was I, a bit when, worried. When we... I was a bit worried when well, I said to you, "Don't hedge." I thought, "Oh God, if he loses now, Nigel's going to come back on. He's going to give me a loads next week." But um... no, I, I was. I, I actually took your words of wisdom. I broke it down, and I thought everything you said was absolutely right. He was better in all the pumps. I did have a bit of a sort of a scare uh, in the second set, beginning of the third, but uh, then after that, no problems whatsoever. But uh, that, as, as we say over here, that was yesterday's old news and that was uh, the fish and chip yeah. paper for the chips, wasn't it? Now it's all about this week and we've got to maintain yeah. that, Sean. So this, you know, we've got to maintain that. So these, well, are usually, yeah, these are usually tricky kind of tournaments, aren't they, these ATP 250s? How motivation is, is so important for the players after, after a major, after a Davis Cup as well. And uh, yeah. we start with the Moselle Open in, in, in France, in Metz. And yeah. uh, we have a very, very short tournament favourite. Uh, and that's uh, number one seed, Daniel Medvedev, at minus 136. Mm-hmm. Going to come here very disappointed after the US Open. And I know it's a relatively poor event compared to some of the standards of events we've spoken to about on this podcast before. But minus 136, Medvedev. I mean, that looks an automatic fade for me. But before we go on to your thoughts there, give us what the conditions are like and uh, set us some trends on this tour. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit tricky, this one, because, as I said, there was Davis Cup last week and quite a few players that were involved in Davis Cup are also playing this week in Mets. Uh, and that, that can sometimes go one or two ways. Sometimes if a player's had a good Davis Cup, they can come here on a real with a real buzz. Obviously, if they've had, they've had a poor Davis Cup week, then they can be on a bit of a down and they can be tired. 
So that's that's one thing to think about when you're looking at the um, the Moselle Open field this week. Is it indoor conditions, indoor hard? It's on a um, slam court surface, which which used to be one of the quickest ones around actually a few years ago. But as you know, when they relay these every year, they they sometimes tweak it, and they don't they don't tell anybody because that information isn't really of any interest to your average tennis fan, is it? They, they don't buy tickets to a Mets thinking, oh, is it going to be quick this week? They, they don't care. It's only really of interest to people like us, isn't it? So they keep that information quite close to their chest. But generally speaking, it, was, it's, it, it used to be one of the quicker ones um, around. It, last year, it was 81% holds. And it, didn't, it didn't look particularly quick last year. It looked to me like they've slowed it down a bit from what it was in previous years. And Pablo Carreño Buster made the final last year. Um, and he, I think the, what he said about the conditions, he said it's not a fast, fast indoor court. So that, that to me suggests that it's kind of medium quick. There were eighty-one percent holds last year, which is kind of roughly average what it what it normally is in Mets. So I'd say sort of medium on the quicker side of medium, maybe, but not definitely not lightning quick. Um, so those are the sort of conditions that we're, we're going to be having this week in Mets. Yeah, I mean, last year, last year's winner, uh, Herbert Herkas, is the second seed. Uh, he's plus 650 in the bottom half to draw away yeah. from Medvedev. But the one thing you've got to look at when you look at this tournament is that it's been dominated by French players. Uh, you know, mm. four of the last six winners have been French. Nine of the last 12 have been French. There's a lot of French players in this draw. Um, looking at the draw, do you think there could be a, a hometown talent or a home, a home nation winner? Well, there could there could be a hometown talent winner um, because right. Ugo Humbert. That's why I asked that. That's why I exactly why I is asked it? that. Is it? Are you question. setting that one up? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Okay, <laughs> too too clever for me. I've had a week off. I'm not not you know not as sharp <laughs> as you, mate. Um, yeah, Ugo Humbert. He's he's from he's from Mets. Uh, not done particularly well at this tournament so far in his career. It has to be said. I think he's one win, three losses in the main draw. Every single match he's played here has gone to three sets. Incidentally. Um, that's probably something to do with the fact that he doesn't break serve very much. He's coming. He's coming off the back of a, a challenger title uh, in Rennes last week, which was I don't know whether you saw it, but it was, it was, it was sold out in Rennes. It was absolutely packed. You know, sometimes at these challenges you get about five men and a dog turning up, but it was it was rammed to the rafters in Rennes last week. And earlier on this afternoon, Humbert won the title beat uh, Dominic Team. Didn't get broken all week actually. Humbert saved a, an absolute stack of of break points all week, but didn't get broken. And um, yeah, so he's coming in here on a, on a real high, and it's his hometown tournament. He's about twenty eight to one, so he's he's got to go down on your shortlist as as, as one of the ones to uh, to look out for this week. He certainly was one of my shortlist, and um, I looked at the prices. But the trouble is, he's got a tricky first round match as he gets Ponzi, uh, two French players up against each other. Interesting fact here, I you know, there's two, there's two, you know, you you you've touched on there that he's come through a challenger event, hasn't mm. dropped his serve. Um, it, sometimes it's a difficult one because you might look at a player like that and think to yourself, well, he's played so much tennis in the last week when other people have rested or, uh, off the US Open. And uh, mm. from your from, from your betting perspective, do you, do you think that's a tick in the box that he's won a tournament? Or do you think that's a cross because he's uh, he's played a lot of tennis? I think it's a tick in the box. It depends on the situation, but I think it's a tick in the box in this situation because he's playing his hometown tournament. He's not going to... He's not going to just say, oh, I'm a bit tired. I'll give it, a, give it a miss this week, which he may have done if he was playing somewhere else. Um, but he's he's gonna. He, I would imagine for, if if I were him and I was Hugo and Bear coming, he's had a real real poor year, hasn't he? He's dropped down to number one hundred and thirty nine in the mm. rankings. I think he was number twenty six in the world when he started this tournament last year. Now he's over one hundred places below. He's going to rise slightly after that challenger win, but he must be coming here in his home tournament thinking, right? I've not done particularly well here before, even when I've been in the top twenty, top thirty, top forty. I've had a slump. I've battled my way back now. 
spectacularly well, beat Dominic team in the final of a, of a challenge. And now I'm in my home tournament. That, that, I, I think he must be buzzing for this. I, I would be, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's on my shortlist. But the trouble is, obviously, we've seen players, you know, with TFO we've mentioned before, when he's at Washington, the pressure of his home event. The fact that he hasn't he can done go it that way, so yeah. well. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he does have a difficult first round. I mean, I, the, the angle of attacking that top arbitrage is who's going to, where are we going to get better with their beat for me? And well, uh, Bear's beaten Bear, him before, yeah. Exactly. Well, he was the person I thought would would, would be the get the get him beat. Um, interesting, you said every single game he's played in matches played here in Mets has gone the distance. I was looking mm. at that game as well against um, Bonzi and thinking that's a potential over on the total games over twenty two and a half. Two very very big servers. Two French people, go, French players going at it uh, with the home crowd support. You know, relishing the opportunity of seeing two players going. At it. I like that mm. overs in that match as well. Yeah, I mean they, they played at, uh, they played at the US Open, didn't they? Um, yeah, recently. Yeah. Uh, I think that yeah, went three, that, three went sets to, five. to two. Yeah, that went yeah, five, three, didn't two. it? It's just the way Humbert plays. I mean, he he was lucky not to have his, to have a, to have had his serve broken last week in round. He faced off an absolute ton of break points. I think it was just an an anomaly that he didn't get broken. Uh, does we've we've mentioned before in this program he doesn't break serve enough, Humbert. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's why one of the reasons his his career is stalled. He was relying a lot on tie breaks a year or two ago because he just doesn't break enough. So I, I could easily see that going three. Um, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Um, my, my my initial thought when I looked at this draw was I thought if Umber wins that, and I think he might because Bonzi's on a bit of a downer at the minute. He's he's, he's lost. Where did I put? He's lost uh, eight of his last eleven matches. Bonzi lost uh, in the Davis Cup. I think he lost all three, didn't he, in the Davis Cup uh, last week? Where is he? Bonzi, Bonzi. Yeah, he lost all three. Yeah, he lost all matches three. in the Davis Cup. So he's that's that's you know that's not going to feel good, is it, for him? Um, Losing all three in the Davis Cup, then having to, you know, play a, a mate, a, a guy that you know really well, a, t- a tough first round match in in Mets. So I, I just think it's it's a player in in Umber that just at this exact moment is is on the up and Bonds is on a bit of a downer. So I'm I'm, I'm happy to take take Umber there. Yeah, I like Umber there in the match. I like uh, the over two and a, over uh, twenty two and a half. Uh, there was another couple of close looking matches. I mean, it's an interesting match. Sonego against. Uh, uh, Karat Zef is a very, very close match to call, but Karat Zef is 3 0 up on the head's head up. My first reaction was I want to oppose Karat Zef. I think he's one player that you want to fade for the rest of the season. Uh, but the 3 0 head's head put me off. And the other game mm. I quite lo- I liked the look of was uh, Gasquet against Team, you know, a French player up against Dominic Team. Mm. A very, very interesting match there. Um, well, before we come on to some outright picks um, in the bottom half, is there any sort of first round matches you, you, you liked? That that was the one I I was looking at actually the 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 the, the Humbert one he he was the one that immediately sprung out to me as far as as far as the match bets are concerned I'm happy to take him at what's roughly a fifty fifty match um, I think some of these are really hard to call plus the the Davis Cup as well a lot of these players I've written DC next to about ten or twelve names here the ones that have played you know in the last few days um, so it's tricky I mean a carrot Sevcenego that I mean that that's that's on the day, isn't it? Whoever. Sonego is one guy. I think I just find him incredibly tough to call Sonego. And Karatsev can, you know, you know what he's like. He's, he's either hot or he's cold. Then he's hot and cold in the same, in the same match. I, I, I just wouldn't be betting on that match. My, my bet, the, the, the one that I always could take was, was going to be Humbert to beat Bonzi. That was the one I fancied. Exactly. Same as me. Uh, that, was my, that was my pick. Humbert to beat uh, Bonzi. I like the open. Uh, 22 and a half as well. And that was the only bet I, I, I really liked in this in this draw. Uh, let's have a look at the bottom half from a potential winner point of view. I think we're agreeing that Umber at uh, 28 to 1 is the man we want to be in the top half yeah. to oppose 
against Medvedev at minus 136. And the bottom some great each way value. Bet Rivers are offering each way a half one two on this tournament. Um, who do you like in the bottom half? I mean, Herkas, very disappointing at the US Open yeah. when we both thought he was going to do quite well. Dominic Team, a lot of tennis, player we've had a lot of the comeback he's on. Corda, a difficult truth. Do you know who I quite liked here? I thought I thought Goffin at thirty three to one um, potentially could be someone who, who could uh, could come through that bottom half of the draw. But I thought Possibly, there was a lot, yeah. of quest, a lot of there was a lot of question marks in that bottom half. I think this is really. I think this is if if we take her cash out of this out of this bottom half of the draw, it's it's, it's absolutely open, isn't it? Um, I mean, the one I've written down is Corder, um, about fourteen to one. He's very, he's very difficult to win with Corder. He's got the, he's got the class. He's got the quality. We've all seen it time and time again. But he just doesn't. He hasn't seemed to be able to. He's won the odd tournament here and there. You know, he won on Palmer on the clay in a year or so ago, and he he has done well in tournaments. But he, he, you just get the feeling with him, he could do better. You feel like he should be doing better at the age that he is now and the experience that he's had now on the tour. I know he's had a bit of a tough year with injuries. Doesn't doesn't seem like he's the strongest in terms of stamina. Um, but th- these are going to be quick matches, you know. He's only got to play what five matches here to win this tournament indoor hard. Um, I think he's he's the one for me that stood out as, as a certainly pe- has the potential to beat Hercash. Um, you know, Hercash is a defending champion, so he's, he's not going to take this lightly. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, so you're looking for someone that is quite likely or has has a, a reasonable to fair chance of beating Hercash. I think Corder for me is the one. Goffan is certainly a possibility. You know, he's 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 won this tournament before. He's got a good record here. Um, but you know, he's he's cost me since since Wimbledon. I've I've mentioned him a few times, and I've backed him a couple of times. I think I backed him in Washington um, when he, he he I think he lost in the first round to Sock. I think he had problems with the heat there. But since Wimbledon, you know, he he, he should have been in the semi-finals of Wimbledon, uh, and since then he's done absolutely nothing. He's he's just an he's an enigma, Goffan. What he's just, he just he rocks up and he's brilliant one week, and next and then for, you don't see him again for about two months because he's had consistent first round losses. So. He could well pop up here and win this at, at, at 33 times. Well, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but the one I picked yeah. out was, was, was Corder. Yeah, I just thought Corder 14 to 1 was a very, very short price. I know, I know he's a talent, but a, he, I thought 14 was a little bit too, too short. If I can get 20 or plus, I thought, yeah, but 14 mm. to 1, probably a little bit too short for me. Okay, so I think on the Mets draw, uh, the Moselle Open, we both agree. Umber is the man. Uh, top half of the draw, 28 to 1. Opposed Medvedev, minus 136. Far, yeah. far, far too low for us. Uh, and we like Umber to win his match. Not really much in a way of value on the match bets, but Umber certainly uh, ticks a lot of boxes on the on the future as mm. well as the match bet. Let's move across to San Diego, uh, across the States. Another mm. ATP 250 event. And uh, they, don't yeah. really become, they don't really get much poorer than this, do they? Uh, Dan Evans is the number one seed in the tournament favourite at 4-1. to one. This tournament has only been played once before. And the mm-hmm. US Open finest, Casper Rudd, is the defending champion, is not in it this week. Uh, Dan Evans at four to one. The second favourite, Jensen Brooks, be nine to two. Looked jaded to me at the US Open. I watched him live. I thought he really, really looked very tired towards the end. Uh, Nakashima, 11 to two, makes a lot more appeal to me than Brooks, me in that bottom half of the draw. Uh, then we've got Wolf at 12, uh, Kubler at 16, Jerome, we missed at 12. And Steve Johnson at twenty to one with McDonald at fourteen, sandwiching between the, the few of them. Really, you know what? This could be anybody's, but um, it really could. Just off, just off my draw, you can either go, you can go for a massive hundred to one shot or an eighty to one shot, or some complete and utter outsider. Uh, but of the favourites, the one I thought 
I would want to be with out in the top three was Nakashima at uh, plus six fifty or plus five fifty. Yeah, I think <laughs> I could make a case for a load of these. Uh, this 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 is a poor quality draw, isn't it? This this San Diego draw. You got Dan Evans as number one seed. He's just coming from Davis Cup. He's one of the. I think he's only two. He's one of only two players that played Davis Cup last week. Kubler was the other one for for Australia. Um, is is Dan Evans going to be up for this this week, having played Davis Cup, and he's going to go all the way to to San Diego to play? I, I, I certainly wouldn't be backing him at four to one, would you? Um, no, definitely not. not. I mean, the, the two I've picked out here, one I quite like in the, in match betting and and to win the tournament as a, as a real kind of not a massive long shot, but a decent price is is Husler at, at twenty eight to one. Um, he he made the semi-finals of of Winston Salem very similar conditions. This is played on the lake hold surface, the same as the, the same as the U.S. Open and the same as Winston Salem. He got to the semis there as a qualifier, won five matches, lost in two tie breaks to to Jere in the semi-finals. Awkward style, left-hander, likes to come to the net, serve and volley. It's obviously he obviously did well in these conditions in Winston Salem. I don't see any reason why he can't do it again here. It's going to be reasonably warm in San Diego this week. I think he's going to get up to about twenty-eight. Uh, degrees, so it should play reasonably medium to quick. So he should be able to use his game style there. He was a bit unlucky in the US Open. His first round was against Shapovalov, wasn't it? And he lost in five sets. Um, but I think he's, I think he's, I think he's the wrong, um, wrong underdog against Alahi Galan. I think Galan's been thrown in here on the basis that he beat Sitsipas in the US Open, and Sitsipas was obviously injured. Um, and I just think Galan's. I just think he's the wrong he's the wrong favourite there. I think Husler the way the way he plays, the short points, the attacking in the net, I think he's gonna cause the deep deep defence and quite a few problems. Have, have, have you got on a plane over here followed by notes? Because Husler is no. my pick of this one. I, I picked I picked two I like today. Husler is one of them to beat Galan and the other one I like, I'll come on to you in a second. I'll give it to you now. I Husler I thought should have been favourite. I couldn't understand why well, yeah. not the favourite to win I, this. And, just, I think he's just priced on the fact that he beats Sitsipas. I, I really do. Yeah, I, an, I, an, an, in, an injured Sitsipas. It can't be anything else, can it? It's not like he's... No. All right, he beat Jordan Thompson in the next round. I mean, well, okay, great. <laughs> that's not that's not earth-shattering, is it? Um, so I, I just... The, this, just the style of play, I just think Husler could, could just be too awkward for, for Galan. I just think I just think they're paying, paying too much attention to that Sitsipas result. So, yeah, um, if... Well, did, if you, if you pick the other one, you've definitely sent a spy around here. But I, okay. I thought Kubler was, uh, was a bet at uh, minus one twenty to beat O'Connell. Um, okay, I know he's played. I know he's played in the Davis Cup. He's had his problems with injury, but I think on a fast, quick surface like this, I think he'd be too strong for O'Connell. Uh, he's, he's a lot higher in the rankings. He's in much better form. O'Connell's in drastic run of form, and I thought Kubler mm. at minus one twenty, which is four to five in English money, which is the best price in the world. With Bedford, it's a standout price. At four to five, minus one twenty will not last. Or minus one twenty-five, sorry, will not last. By the time this podcast lasts an hour, goes online for an hour, I thought Kubler was it was a great shout. So I was with Kubler with you and Kubler. Mm. I like the players with L E R at the end of their names uh, this week. Kubler and Kubler. Okay, let's see if we can find any others. Um, <laughs> tell me a minute to look through the draw. Um, yeah, I mean, my concern with Kubler would be would be the, the travelling that he's had to do to get here. But, that's, that's the only um, concern. But. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with who's on the match bet. And the other one I quite like on the outrights is uh, is Giron in the top half of the draw. You know, he's from this part of the world. He's actually from just north of LA. So, but he's still from, still a California boy. He's, he must he must have. I'm sure he's played this at the Barnes Tennis Center before in his in his career. Uh, in, probably in his younger days. Um, I think he's been a bit unlucky 
Kieran this summer. His, his last four defeats have been uh, to TFO, Bautista I got, Bautista I got again, and Kyrgios. So he's he's had some pretty rough draws this summer. But this this, this quality of draw, it's it you know with Dan Evans as the number one seed, uh, you know, and, and Duckworth is the number seven seed. So this this is not a fabulous draw, but this is about as weak as it gets for a two fifty. I think Giron's very much capable of winning a tournament like this um, on on home turf in in California. I think he's the one in the top half that I think. I think he's got a nice draw, and I think I think he's he's got every chance of getting to the finals. He'd be the one for me in in the top half. About about twelve. Twelve to one, one. yeah, twelve to one. Giron, uh, number three seed as well. I mean, he's he's not reflected on this seed on the betting. He's what fifth in the betting. Um, he's not had a good score. As gonna... I say, he's had a tough he's had a tough run. I mean, those those are tough players that I mentioned there. You know, mm. last four defeats. You know, he, what what can you do if you get drawn? Like, you get draws like that. Now he's got a bye, and then he's got either Echeverria or a qualifier to get to the quarterfinals, in which he might play either a qualifier or Duckworth or Poppering. That's for a two fifty, it doesn't get much much weaker than that for me. Mm. So Giron twelve to one. I, I'm I'm gonna I am i am going to go with Nakashima each way. That's what I'm gonna yeah, go for. Every chance. I'm gonna yeah. go I'm I'm gonna go for Nakashima each way at plus five fifty. I'm gonna try to be look for that each way value. But I do think that if we if you it is a tournament where you can really get the top three beat. But um I wanna fade Dan Evans. I wanna fade Jensen Brooks me. Uh, Nakashima is the obvious play, but don't rule out someone at a big price. Hustler again. I mean, Nakashima should should play Hustler in the in the quarterfinals or yeah, the quarterfinals, mm. which uh, may be a difficult opponent. So I, I would look at Nakashima and Hustler and hope to get one of those through to the final. And if in the in the final they could play anybody, so um, that's it for the San Diego tournament. Um, it's, it shows you the wonders of tennis, doesn't it? I mean, last week, last time we spoke, we were on a high on the U.S. Open final. Uh, talking about uh, new world number one, Carlos Alcaraz. And now we're talking about ATP 250s and we're keeping up Hustler and Giron. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's, I amazing, mean, it's amazing turnaround. It's, this was a decent decent field last year, San Diego. I think it was, I think Rude beat Norrie in the final, if I, if I remember rightly. Um, you know, it was, it was decent, but it, it was it was supposed to be a, only a one-year licence. The, the reason it's got a second year is because of all the tournaments that, that couldn't be played in China. So it's kind of been resurrected, as it were. Um, but it's not a good field, is it? It's not. No. There's loads could win this. You know, it's, I think it's really hard. To, Anybody? To, to, I think it's really hard to pick out a winner for this one. I think I think Huesler is decent value. Definitely, he's definitely decent value to, to beat um, Alahi Glan in the first round. And twenty-eight to one, I think, is is reasonable um, for him to you know free each way for him to to to, to win the tournament. So we're going to give you three picks on the San Diego futures market. Giron, number three, Tread Seed at twelve to one. Nakashima at plus five fifty and Husler at twenty eight to one. Uh, we like Husler uh, as an underdog in his match against Gallon. We totally think that is the wrong price. Probably one of the. I think that's the best bet of the of the two tournaments in the first round for me. Yeah, Husler uh, to beat Gallon. Uh, I'm also going to go for Kubla at minus one twenty five. It's the best price in the world with Bet Rivers now. I, I don't think that price will last, but there is a slight concern of the travelling, the fact that he played Davis Cup. Um, that was it on the matches, and there was there wasn't anything else from you on the San Diego matches, just the futures, was there? Yeah, it was just the the one that, as I said, that stood out was was the, was the Huesler. Um, I saw him as underdog as, against Galan. I just thought, I'm not sure about that. You know, and play. on the Moselle Open in Metz, uh, French players do really really well. We're not only going for a French player; we're going to go for a hometown player as well. We both like Hugo Umber 
at 28 to 1. Uh, he plays Ponzi in the first round, uh, a fellow compatriot, fellow French player. We like uh, Humbert to win that match. Uh, he's around about minus 120, I believe. Uh, and we like over 22 and a half games. Uh, if you're looking for a value in the bottom half for the draw, uh, Sean's quite keen on Corda at 14. And I'm going to give David Goffin one last chance at 33 to 1. If he gets me early doors here, me and David Goffin, we're over. It's finished. I'm no way back for David Goffin. I've had Sean, a tempestuous relationship you. with Goffin over yeah, the years. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm prepared to. I'm going to give him one more try, one more try, and see if we can get back. Because uh, if, if it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's over if he doesn't do this. Okay. But Sean, it's been a pleasure talking to you as always. Um, I uh, we will be back next week uh, to look at the tournaments. Where are we next week? I think there's. I think there's a couple of tournaments. I think they're a little bit That's better tennis tournaments last week. I, I, well, I, I'm sure we've got. I think there's one in Antwerp. I look at the tournament. I think there's Antwerp next week, or maybe the week after. But I, I know got, one thing we've got a few new ones coming up, haven't we? Tel Aviv and Seoul, um, so they'll be interesting. Completely, completely new tournaments. They're uh, they're coming up soon. Well, I'm looking for them as much as I am the uh, the San Diego disorder uh, this week. Sure, uh, <laughs> it's always a pleasure to talk tennis to you. Uh, congratulations again on a fantastic couple of weeks at the Thank US you. Open, and uh, let's hope we uh, continue uh, with some winners on these two talk the ATP 250 this week. Uh, you can well, just a reminder: you can follow myself and Sean uh, and all the fantastic handicappers we have here at the Bet Rivers Network at our Twitter handle at Because We Win. There you'll see all the tips from all the different handicappers all the different sports we cover, some in-play stuff as well. Uh, and some of us are on different venues around the world and all around England watching stuff. So we'll be giving our picks as and when we can from the tournament, from courtside and from the stadium. Uh, also, there's a lot of, it's an international week this week in the football. The Nations League is on and all our handicappers on the soccer, our fantastic uh, Italian handicappers, Spanish handicappers and French handicappers. We'll be looking at all the international matches and the build-up to the 2022 to World Cup, which would be fantastic here on the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, all I can say, Sean, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, please enjoy uh, your, your, your tennis this week and please remember to gamble responsibly. Take care. We'll speak to you all next week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.